Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Tim McKinney, and this is episode number 197 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the battle for the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. Because unlike the Western Conference with the Phoenix Suns up six games, the Eastern Conference number one seed is wide open. There are four teams within four games of the number one seeded Heat who currently have a two-game lead over the Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics who are currently the sixth seed is within five games. Compare that to the West. The six seeded Nuggets are 13 games behind the number one seeded Phoenix Suns. There are four teams that I think have a legitimate chance of being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference and they include the Miami Heat who currently hold the top spot. They have a young core of Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson mixed in with veterans like Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, and at some point they are going to get back guard Victor Oladipo, who if plays up to his resume might give them the jolt they need to lock up the top spot in the conference. This is a team that's made a trip to the finals. Miami is just a winning organization, and they are not a team that's led by one great player. They are a good team, and I think that's the massive advantage they have over some of these other teams. They are an actual basketball team. They are super deep. And if they get Victor Oladipo back, they are only going to get deeper. They have one of the best head coaches in the NBA in Eric Spolster, a man who has been to the NBA Finals five times, and they are led by one of the best basketball executives in NBA history, Pat Riley, who also happens to be one of the best head coaches in NBA history. This team is super consistent. Don't be surprised if they hold on to that number one spot. Then you have the Chicago Bulls, who at the beginning of the season, no one would have given them a chance to be the first seed in the East. I would have called you crazy if you thought that could happen, but here we are. And what this team needs is to get healthy. DeMar DeRozan is having an extraordinary season, but he needs help. And both Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine have recently dealt with injuries. If they can get healthy, there's a strong chance they finish in first. My biggest fear for this team is an early loss in the postseason. This has a feel of a team that could be really good in the postseason and then get knocked out in the first round. Because they just don't have enough guys who have played in meaningful basketball games other than DeMar DeRozan. Nikola Vucevic has never been in meaningful postseason games. And the same goes for Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine. These are the guys they are relying on to get them to the conference finals. I just don't have a lot of faith. I do think they could have a strong finish to the regular season if they get healthy. I think there is a very good chance the Chicago Bulls end up being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They have head coach Billy Donovan, who I think is one of the most underrated head coaches in the NBA. The other two teams competing for the top spot are the Philadelphia 76ers, who I look at as a serious threat. They now have Joel Embiid, who is the MVP frontrunner, and have now paired him with James Harden, who in his first game with the team scored 27 points and 12 assists, and then in Harden's second game with the team, had an absurd triple-double that included 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 16 assists. If he keeps playing like this, not only do the Sixers have a chance of being the number one seed in the conference, they have a chance of winning the whole thing come June. A lot of people 
are doubting this team because of Doc Rivers, and I get it. He's become infamous for blowing 3-1 series leads in the postseason, but the guy also has won a title and is really good at coaching superstars playing together. And then you have the final team who I think could end up being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think people have not paid much attention to this team this year because they just won the title. I get it. And they're the same. They still have Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's always reliable. They have Chris Middleton, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And Drew Holiday, who is one of the best two-way point guards in all of basketball. When it comes to the Bucks, they seem to have a decent game plan. Giannis dominates the first three quarters, and then Chris Middleton closes out the game during crunch time. And this plan worked to perfection last postseason. They won it all. Can that strategy work for a second time? The real reason the Bucks have a legitimate chance to be the number one seed and why you should take them seriously is because they have the best player in the conference in Giannis Antetokounmpo. The guy won MVP and defensive player of the year last year and he is just as motivated this season. But for me personally, the reason I don't take them that seriously is because yes, they have Giannis, but then around him they have guys like Brooke Lopez who I think is getting older. He's not the same guy he was when he first got to Milwaukee and they have Grayson Allen. I don't believe in Grayson Allen as a basketball player. He is more famous for tripping people on the court than making game-winning plays. That's the biggest weakness for the Milwaukee Bucks. They are not a very deep basketball team. For them to win games, Giannis Antetokounmpo has to play like a superstar. And down the stretch of the season, when teams are fighting for that number one seed, they are going to play the Milwaukee Bucks tougher. And guys like Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen are going to need to step up. And I'm just not quite sure that's going to happen for them to get the number one seed. And it's also really possible this team doesn't really care about being the number one seed in the conference. I mean, right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. They won the NBA Finals last year, being the fourth seed. I do think home court matters, though, especially this year when you have better teams. Like, I think there are teams now that have more stars on them than last year. I think the Eastern Conference is stronger this year than it was last year. The Milwaukee Bucks, it might be in their best interest to be the number one seed if they want to be repeat champions. Those are currently the four teams fighting for the top seed in the East. What's fascinating about all this and all year long is it might not matter who is the top seed because a team that everyone looks at as a legitimate contender is the Brooklyn Nets who are currently the eighth seed in the conference because if this team can finally get together they could have Kevin Durant one of the best scorers of all time Kyrie Irving one of the most skilled point guards of all time and Ben Simmons a young star who has a lot to prove to go along with Seth Curry and Joe Harris two of the best free point shooters in the league Andre Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge two former star bigs who are now decent role players when it comes to Brooklyn here are my thoughts I like many am interested to see if they can get things right and be the team we all expect them to be or has time run out on their season here's a problem if everything does go right for the Brooklyn Nets and they end up winning the NBA Finals what does that say about the importance of the regular season because it's impossible for this team to have developed chemistry they're going to have a guy in Ben Simmons who hasn't played a game for them yet so if they end up putting this all together 
together and winning the NBA Finals, I don't think that's exactly the best case scenario for the NBA because you want the regular season to matter. And so right now, a team that is currently in the 8th spot in the conference to go on and win the NBA Finals, that's not the best look. And I get it. You can say it's all due to injuries that they're here and they're all here because of Kyrie's vaccination status. There are a lot of factors as to why the Brooklyn Nets have not played up to their potential. Still, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to get it together, but if they do get it together, that's not the best situation for the NBA to be in. The way I personally feel about the Brooklyn Nets is the same way I felt about the Brooklyn Nets last year. I never for a second thought that that team last year was going to go all the way to win the NBA Finals, even though they had Durant, they had James Harden, they had Kyrie Irving. I knew that thing was never going to work out. I never felt like they were a championship team, and I feel the exact same way right now. There is something missing on that team. And I feel like they get a lot of unwarranted attention. I get it. James Harden demands out of there. James Harden is way better than Ben Simmons. He's proving it right now on the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, he's had double-digit assists in each of the first two games with the Philadelphia 76ers. There is going to be some serious pressure on Ben Simmons to produce right away with the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm rooting for Ben Simmons, but I have a very hard time believing he's going to be able to live up to the pressure of replacing James Harden on this basketball team. I think we as basketball fans need to learn our lesson. Remember that Clippers team? They were injured all year long. They had Kawhi Leonard. They had Paul George. They didn't play enough games together, but we all kept saying a few years ago when they first got together, well, when they get on the court, they're going to make a late run. They're going to be there. You need to play games together to form chemistry. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the best basketball player on planet Earth. You need to play meaningful games together to build chemistry. There's not enough time in this season for Durant, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie Irving to become an NBA Finals winning team. I find it crazy that the media pays more attention to the Brooklyn Nets and the four teams who have a real chance of being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. The Heat, the Bucks, the Bulls, and the Sixers. All four of those teams have played way better than the Brooklyn Nets. I don't care how many future Hall of Famers are on the Brooklyn Nets. They are not a great basketball team, and I think we need to stop talking about them like they are a great basketball team. Even their head coach, Steve Nash, we talk about Steve Nash. I don't think he's a very good head coach. I loved him as a player. I just feel like he's dealing with a lot of nonsense as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I feel bad for the guy. And I want to touch on one final team in the Eastern Conference. That's the Boston Celtics, the team I root for. And they had a rough start to this season, but things have slowly turned around. During February, they won eight straight games. They made a key move at the trade deadline to acquire guard Derek White. And the real reason that you have to take them somewhat seriously is because of their two young star players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who no matter who they play, those two are two of the best players on the court at all times. Do I think the Celtics are going to win the East? No. But do I think they could win a round or two? Absolutely. They are too talented to not take them seriously. There are nights when Jason Tatum can just take over a game, and the same goes for Jalen Brown. To have two of those players on your team, they're X-Factors. 
teams. And of the four teams I think could be the number one seed in the East, I think the Celtics could beat three out of four of them in the NBA playoffs. The teams I think they could beat, I think the Celtics could take the Bucks in the postseason. I think the Celtics could beat the Philadelphia 76ers. That would be a tough series, but I do think the Celtics have enough talent to beat that team. And I think the Celtics could beat the Chicago Bulls. The Celtics are better than the Bulls on paper. The Bulls have a better record, but I think the Celtics have more talent and they're bringing it together. The Bulls may falter to end this season right as the Celtics are getting hot. The only team I don't give the Celtics a chance against is the Miami Heat because of Bam, because of Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero roasted the Celtics in the postseason two years ago. I don't like the Celtics' chances against the Miami Heat. I do like their chances against three of those four teams that I think are competing for the top seed in the East. So I have to give the Celtics a solid chance of making a decent run in the NBA playoffs. Now I want to talk about what the dream scenario for the Eastern Conference Finals is because I think most people will agree on this. We don't know how the East is going to play out. Again, there's a lot of teams competing for that number one seed, but when it comes to who we want to see in the Conference Finals, I think the dream scenario is the Brooklyn Nets versus the Philadelphia 76ers because of that blockbuster trade. Don't we want to see James Harden versus Kevin Durant because of that bad blood? Don't we want to see Kyrie Irving versus Harden? And most importantly, don't we want to see Ben Simmons absolutely obliterate the Philadelphia 76ers in the postseason for his ultimate revenge? I know that's what I'm rooting for. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but I'd like to see it. And I think I'm in the majority on that one. That's the best possible matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's what's crazy about the conference right now. I can make a case for all four teams I've mentioned. The Bulls, the Heat, the Bucks, and the Sixers to make it out of the conference. And I could also make a case for six teams, two outside of the top four, winning the entire conference and making it all the way to the NBA Finals. And I think what that has to say about the Eastern Conference Finals is there are a lot of really good teams. But what the conference is missing right now is that great team. There is no team on paper right now that is perfect. These are flawed basketball teams. None of these teams are going to win 60 games. None of these teams are going to sweep playoff rounds. The playoffs are going to be very exciting in the Eastern Conference. Think about this. The Phoenix Suns, the top seed in the West, have won nine more games than the top seed of the East, the Miami Heat. I'm really glad that there's a conference that a lot of teams are competing. I mean, I didn't even mention the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are this young team with Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. I'm not quite taking them seriously enough because they are a young team. They are on the rise. I mean, they have Kevin Love coming off the bench and producing. I just don't see that as a team that could be the number one seed or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But that is a team that's really exciting. And this is a conference that was once dominated by LeBron James. They were dominated by the Cleveland Cavaliers. There is no Cleveland Cavaliers this year. There is no one dominant team that we all know is going to make it to the conference finals. The conference finals right now is a big mystery. The East has been a surprise all year long. I mean, who predicted the Chicago Bulls would be better than the New York Knicks coming into the season? The Knicks were coming off a year where they
they overachieved. Julius Randle played out of his mind. Now the Knicks are miserable, and the Bulls are the team that's the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. The East has been unpredictable, it's been wild, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Another example of something we didn't see coming is currently the Atlanta Hawks are the 10th seed in the conference. This is a team that went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They have Trey Young. They have one of the best offenses in all of basketball. The problem is they can't defend. For more than half of the years I've watched basketball, all we've been talking about is how much better the West was. Like when I first started watching, the West had Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. The West was loaded with Steve Nash and Amare Stoudemire, and the East really only had LeBron James. Now I think the tides have turned. There are a lot of star players in the Eastern Conference, and they are on really good teams. Again, there are six really good teams in the Eastern Conference. Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Boston, even Toronto is a nice basketball team, and these players have really good stars, and they are deep. The East is a lot of fun to watch, and I really think that the East is going to deliver a great NBA postseason this year, because a lot of these teams feel evenly matched. Here's my ultimate prediction. When it comes down to who's going to be the number one seed in the conference to end the regular season, I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers. Now that they have James Harden in place, him and Embiid are going to form one of the best duo is in all of basketball and I think James Harden has a lot to prove on this team and I think he's going to prove it. I think James Harden is one of the best scorers in basketball history but with his Philadelphia 76ers he might just prove he's one of the best point guards right now. I mean he is balling out in his first two games with the team. That's what I think is the most likely outcome here that the Philadelphia 76ers will be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. When it comes to the Eastern Conference final in the postseason, that's what I think is more up in the air. I think there's going to be one team that makes the conference finals that's going to surprise us all, and no, I don't think it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not going to predict who. I just feel like there's going to be one massive surprise. Here are my final thoughts about the state of the conference right now. It's so fascinating that there are two type of teams right now in the conference. There are teams that have been together all season long, like the Milwaukee Bucks. They have had the same roster. And then you have teams like the Nets and Sixers who have made moves on the fly. We are going to find out whether or not it's better to be the same team year-long in form chemistry, or if you should make that roster-altering trade. I mean, those two ideologies are at war right now in the Eastern Conference. And I'm really excited to see how it all plays out. Again, are the Milwaukee Bucks going to dominate when it comes to the postseason? Because they've had that same roster all year long or is Philadelphia or Brooklyn going to figure it out on the fly and win the conference? I can't wait to see the NBA postseason this year. It's going to be one of the most exciting postseasons in quite a long time because the East is wide open. I know it's usually the wild, wild West, but this year it's the wild, wild East. I mean, we're not that far removed from when people were clamoring for them to give up the conferences and just have the top teams make the NBA playoffs. I am glad that the conference still exists because again, you have a lot of excitement out of 
the Eastern Conference and the West this year. The conferences are loaded. There are a lot of very good teams in the NBA right now. And for me, the teams in the East are better than the teams in the West. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.